We are W-O-Z-O-L-P, Knoxville, 103.9 FM, WOZORadio.com. Our unofficial mascot is a rusted out dryer that you found in the woods. Found in the woods. Found in the woods. Found in the woods. WOZO is Knoxville's community radio. We are vehemently non-commercial and opposed to underwriting. Being as such, we have only three sources of income, DJ dues, fundraisers and our listener supporters. You can help us financially by sending cash, check, or money order to our post office box. The address is P.O. Box 746 Knoxville, Tennessee 37901. You can also send us mail, music or anything else you would like to as well. Once again, our mailing address is P.O. Box 746 Knoxville, Tennessee 37901. Thank you for supporting 103.9 FM. The family of Lisa Edwards has retained a prominent civil rights and personal injury attorney. She became unconscious in Knoxville police custody and then later died. Officers took her into custody at Fort Sanders Regional Medical Center back on February 5th. The hospital called officers after they discharged Edwards, saying she refused to leave. The 60-year-old woman lost consciousness in the back of a police cruiser while on the way to jail. An autopsy revealed Edwards died the next day of a stroke. The Knox County District Attorney General cleared the officers involved of any criminal wrongdoing. Last week, the hospital said its own investigation is open and the Knoxville Police Department has launched an internal investigation as well. Now, the attorney for that family said in a statement today, get used to hearing Lisa Edwards' name because the fight for justice and reform has only just begun. All right, you're listening to WOZO 103.9 LPFM. This is your burnout extra crusty anarcho DJ Lord Fader. People come to hospital in their worst moments and when they're most vulnerable. Lisa Edwards, no citizen should ever fear being dumped and having the cops called on them when they go to a hospital for help. So the protest last Monday said, this is hard. This is just hard. But we've got to look it in the eye. We've, it needs to be hard. It's when it stops being hard that I think we're getting a real problem as citizens. We just get start used to the endless violence rather than saying enough is enough. This isn't acceptable. Which brings me, you know, we're not, you know, the police were horrendous in this situation. Ill-trained, to put it politely. But obviously they didn't even render aid. They made it worse. What's interesting, too, is the cops and their spokespeople and everybody, they're saying, nah, this was just natural causes. She just died. Well, I guess technically a bullet to the head is a natural cause. I mean, your brain dies and your, you know, anything can be tasing somebody and they have a heart attack. Well, the heart attack is still a natural cause. But the contributory negligence of the state has to be taken into account. But we got to forget, we can't forget the hospital. Fort Sanders Regional Health Center. She went to a hospital for health and suddenly ended up with hospital staff and security calling the cops on this woman that could not walk. She couldn't walk. She just had a stroke. And the, and the hospital is saying, well, we followed protocol and procedures. So the hospital is saying it wasn't on us. She was fine when we put her out the door. That's why we did it. She wouldn't die and she was fine. And the cops are saying, 
no, it wasn't us, man. That just happened. Must have been they screwed up at the hospital. We're starting to see fingers pointed back and forth between the two. The hospital's like, man, those police really. But the truth of it is a pox on both of your houses because you are all serving the same masters, which is the wealthy, the oligarchs, the 1%, the state, which has been hijacked and is being used. You know, the, our, one of, I've said before, one of the aspects of a democracy that's pre-revolutionary is when all the democratic institutions are hijacked by the powerful, by the wealthy. And what have our hospitals become but a different version of the military industrial complex? They're the um, medical industrial complex. And so, of course, when, you're, when your motive is profit, not the well-being of citizens, you're going to want to cut corners. And the poor baby, you're going to have as much disrespect for the poor as the criminal injustice system. Same targets and ultimately same masters, just different variations of the same theme. Democratic things that should belong to the people being used against the people. And, you know, this isn't the only time this has happened. That was the other thing that we found was that as everyone has pretty much a story of police abuse. If you've ever been and if you don't, I hope you've enjoyed your life way out in the country or in your gated community. But really, anybody that's driven an old pickup truck or is a minority, the majority of the population, a lot of us have traumatic, horrible stories about police interaction. But one of the things that this has taught me is that even more people have horrible, traumatic stories about what's happened to them in the medical industrial complex where like they've been boiled from being citizens to dimes. To just another way to make a little bit of money. I mean, look at just what's happened with insulin. And the and we all know it. If it hasn't happened to you, you know somebody that has been ruthlessly ground up and horrified by the experience they've gotten in the hospital industrial complex. Heck, I can give a story myself. Just last summer, I was in a hospital bed because I thought I'd had a heart attack. I'd ripped some cartilage. And... They, when I got out of the bed I was in, I noticed that there was spray of blood on the edges of the sheets and on the metal cart itself. And I'd been in the hospital for like 12, 14 hours. And I sat there, I'm looking at the spray, like the blood that sprayed on the side as I'm standing for the first time. And I'm like, I haven't been bleeding. And I realized they hadn't wiped down the surfaces. They had just cranked me in there after making me sit in the ER for like nine hours. And I was so convinced that I was having a, I was on my way out of this spear. I crossed, I began meditating and preparing myself to cross into the grade. I'm like, oh, getting my spirit ready to go, man. I was pretty sure I was checking out. And I got to see for those eight hours and anyone that's been in an ER room. And this is what healthcare has degenerated under a capitalist based system, under wealth. People come to hospital in their worst moments and when they're most vulnerable. Lisa Edwards, no citizen should ever fear being dumped and having the cops called on them when they go to a hospital for help. So I've got a whole package this evening. Uh, now I look for some music about hospitals and if anything comes to mind, please send me a text at 865-466-9523. That's 466 9523. Of course, I've got public enemies. 911 is a joke. We're going to go other places as well. But when I'm getting, when I was getting all the music together, I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to say? I realized I don't have to make anything up about this hospital or talk about it. There is going to be a protest Sunday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., a silent vigil. Pardon me, and I'm going to get into more detail on that in a minute and play some music to sort of break it up. But the, um, 
you know it's it's we've got to be you know our awareness has got to get i don't know even what i'm trying to say anymore it's just been so many of these it's starting to get over the top and but we've got to realize that it's we've got to see past the marionettes the sh the shadow puppets and realize who is controlling all this what's the common denominator between the bad medical industrial complex and the bad cops and our military industrial complex being hijacked and spewing us across the country to profit the profit the wealthy the common denominator in almost all our democratic institutions now has been for profit for wealthy already obscenely wealthy people this is the result and i think lisa edwards is yet another victim of it but she is in no way alone and all we can do is try to minimize and make it so nobody else dies on the street after being thrown out of a hospital while police officers laugh mock lie ridicule threaten and die hearing that on their way out we got to make that not happen anyway this is that's my theme i'm dedicating the first hour of my show is about fort sanders regional health and i also have a special treat I swear I'll get off the mic for a few minutes. I was wondering, I was like, what am I going to say? I, I can usually say stuff, but it would be really nice. And then I was like, wait a second. Google comments. There are a lot of comments explaining what's happened to people in that hospital. And we're going to read a lot of them on the air tonight. I want to dedicate my show, though, to Lisa Edwards and her family. We got to keep humanizing our the people that this happens to. We can't let this become so regular that we just start forgetting that and it's just another another Sunday where people die in police custody or killed by them or killed by their active indifference. So with that, Lord Fader, let me make sure that's actually that's wind in the background. I had to open up the studio a little bit and turn down my mic just a shed. All right, these are actual reviews from Fort Sanders Regional Medical Center. They're there for yourself. Kalicia Cole, one review. Worst hospital in the entire country. I couldn't even take my dog here, and I don't have one. Nurses are rude. They have no sympathy, empathy, or people skill. The caseworkers are disgusting and have no care in the world. They only care about money. Disgusting place. Common theme. Money. Uh, let's see. From Bree Johnson. Security came to me after I stated that I was alone and having major complications with my health and stated that parking in the patient drop-off area isn't allowed as it isn't a parking lot and should be um, and that it should be free to park across the street from now until it's time for me to check out. He was very rude. He didn't introduce himself. I'm also a nurse and will be filing a complaint. I explained that I could have fainted before I got here and he disregarded what I said. Unacceptable. Micaiah Emery. I work for Covenant, and I'm ashamed of this ER. I've never waited in an ER this long. I'll never come back to this ER for anything. We checked in at 11.30 p.m. At, at 1.30 p.m., and at 11.10, we were still in the waiting room. Blood work and CT were done, but I haven't seen a nurse or a doc. My husband's fever came back, and we sat here for so long, going on 10 hours in pain and super dehydrated. No one was of any help as far as telling us how long we'd sit here. You die waiting in this ER. Let's see. Uh, this is from. Okay. This one's actually not. This is crazy Irishman, small engines. Doctors seem nice and knowledgeable. Some of the nurses were very sweet. Some weren't nice at all. The problem with this hospital is administrative. The ER is a total cluster. Absolutely ridiculous how it's run. An elderly man lay in the ER for over 28 hours hours waiting for a room to open up the same bs is passed along about staff shortages 
I realize it's Tennessee, but people pay better and you can keep someone. And stat, what are we hearing? Money, staff shortages. And the thing is about Lisa Edwards is I'm convinced that this, she had been in England, Switzerland, any other Western democracy, she'd probably still be walking this earth or she would have been receiving family members in her bed. It's only under our capitalistic driven in a socialist system, I think she'd probably still be alive or at least had a better shot at it. This is from Connie uh, Bailey about Fort Sanders Regional. Not even one star. Uh, the staff before my mother went into hospice unit were horrible. Not only to my mother, but my entire family. There was an instant where I was video chatting with my daughter about her grandmother, and they sent security to inform me that I would be asked to leave because they said I was taking pictures of them by a broken elevator. Um, I said no, I was not, and offered my phone so he could look. The issue is even more disturbing by the fact that my mom was dying and I'd been threatened and may not be allowed to return once I was removed. I went to the administrator. I told him the lack of care for my mother was horrible and the way my family and myself had been treated was complete travesty. And all they could say is a lot due to staff, short staffing. Short staffing. Now, why would somebody short staff a hospital? Oh, wait. Profits. I'm sorry, back to the um, review, which we'd heard a thousand times from the nursing staff. My family flew in from Indiana and Florida basically to say goodbye to our mother and sister and aunt and grandmother, and we were constantly being threatened. We'd be kicked out if we didn't keep it to two in a room at a time. She was dying and we needed to be with her, period. I came in to her, and when I came in, her IV had blown and her sheets, gown, and her was soaking wet. Um, but how long it had been blown, the entire bag to soak her, when I complained to nursing about her hand being the size of a balloon and the importance of her IV getting to her to kill the infection, the one that killed her, this is when the threats started to happen. Had someone done something, perhaps the infection could have been stopped. Perhaps my mother would still be with us today. Once she was moved to hospice, we had more caring nurses, but it was too late at this point. She passed the next day. Going through what we were going through due to short staffing and pure lack of humanity was disgusting on every level. Not only were we losing our life, one, one of our lives, but we were constantly worried we were going to be thrown out if we made any sort of complaints. We're with a lawyer on this, and he, we wrote down every step of this and of the level of care she received and the unacceptable treatment of our family. Now place Lisa Edwards in this capitalistic hailscape. Everyone's saying the same thing, short staffing rude because they're short staffed. They're not properly, you know, under a socialist system. Perhaps it wouldn't be such of a problem, but that's the constant theme. Let's see. And it's, I can go on and on. My mom was dying and my sister did most of her bed changes and had to change her diapers. My poor mom would tell them it hurts. And they would tell her it doesn't hurt that bad. You'll be okay. I'm in tears now thinking about her last days with us and what she went through. We were very emotional and mom was all we thought about. My poor sister did most of the work because she wanted our mom to have that TLC. I understand about not enough staff, not enough staff, but I also know that you're there to care for your patients. And it also means that to let a family know and try to live with being saying goodbye. This hospital and its staff is a huge disappointment. And I'm not having to scroll down to pick these reviews up. And it's true of uh, most of the hospital industrial complex. This is somebody in the emergency room, Legacy Rose, been in the waiting room for 10 plus hours, still without results from tests that were done on my mom. 
They didn't even put her in a room by herself. She was brought to another room with many other patients while I was waiting, waited in the waiting room. The service here is awful, and I already knew that, but I didn't want, and I didn't want my mom to come here. But I heard there were issues at UT at the moment, which sucked because UT saved my life years ago because Fort Sanders almost let me die and misdiagnose me. And the response from the owner is always, thanks for sharing these concerns. Our goal is to be the first and best choice in our community, and we work constantly to improve our services. If you'd like to talk, we're just a phone call away, phone number. And that is literally the cut and paste every single time people are saying look you were horrible to us this is what happened and it's every time fort sanders regional medical center works hard to provide excellent care in a compassionate safe environment it's just boilerplate again and again and again my husband was taken away by ambulance with symptoms of a heart attack by the time i got there they were wheeling him out of the waiting room where he was slumped over vomiting and in extreme pain he was never given any oxygen iv nitro or pain medication all of which are standard protocol for a suspected heart attack. We waited in the ER for eight hours before they finally took him back and he went directly to ICU for five days, then another two weeks on the floor. He went into DKA, respiratory failure, and almost died. The ER at this place is ridiculous. And I, there, I can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. It is not just this hospital. I bet all across the country in the privatized hospital industrial complex. And I got other people that are going to talk about it a great deal. But I just want to come back. There is going to be a silent vigil for Lisa Edwards on the sidewalk by the hospital. It will be at 1 p.m. And I've even got times and locations here, if I can pull it up. Who, who wrote this? event my goodness all right let's see fort sanders it'll be right at the block of 1815 laurel avenue if you're at the top of that block and you turn left the corner of the parking garage there's some seats we're going to start there for about 20 minutes and then go do a silent vigil right in front of where what happened happened with lisa edwards to remember her and look at the hospital and let them know we see we saw we literally saw what they did and who they put out on the streets. And we know, because we can read the comments on Google, how and why this probably happened. We're demanding that Fort Sanders Institute and immediately review their discharge policies. Also, their staffing issues need to be addressed, obviously, because that's a common theme in all the complaints and in this, understaffed. And of course they are, because the less people you pay, the more money it is at the top, baby. So those people can get that extra vacation home in Aspen. Yes. Anyway, this is the People's Radio, and I've got a range of hospital stuff for this first hour. This is from a clip from Ghost Town, People's Radio. Uh, you died. I died. A little bit. For how long? Seven minutes. A bit less. I died for seven minutes. A bit less. Approximately That's really the seven. only thing that I can think of that was How did I die? Uh, for the record, we did not recommend that you use the general anesthesia. Uh, when you use anesthesia, there is a chance, although it is small, of a biochemical anomaly. Where's the anesthesiologist? I want to see him now. Oh, he does not work mm. here anymore. You'll be happy to know that at St. Victor's, we have a very strict three strikes policy. My anesthesiologist had two strikes. Okay, let's all calm down. Let's just not over-dramatize the situation. Why is he calming down? Hmm. 
Everybody dies. Yeah, but usually at the end of their life, and just, just the once, and forever. Everybody's different. And you weren't even going to tell me. Oh, no, we, we did tell you. We no, told you, didn't. you We told you that night. We gave you the full report. No, I don't remember. Yes, um, uh, yeah, we, uh, it says here that you uh, gurgled to me before you um, rolled your eyes back in your head a little bit. Have you any idea how much... I'm going to sue you for. Nothing, I'm afraid. Oh, he's perked up. Go on. You signed a general release on a quit claim form, relieving your surgeon, your anesthesiologist, St. Victor's Hospital, and cooperative institutional health partners from any liability related to your anesthetic-induced cessation of heart function. I definitely did not. Is this your signature at the bottom? When did I sign that? Right after you passed the post-operative responsiveness test legally mandated by the state of New York. Obviously, I didn't know what I was doing. You knew enough to sign your name. I dotted the I with a little love heart. You were happy to be alive, right? Now about these hallucinations, what um, what are you seeing? People. When the world is sick, can no one be well? But I dreamt we was all beautiful and strong. When the world is sick, can no one be well? But I dreamt we was all beautiful and strong. When the world is sick, can no one be well? But I dreamt we was all beautiful and strong. When the world is sick, can no one be well? Can I dream we Wealthiest and most developed countries in the world, the U.S. spends the highest amount on healthcare, but ranks last or almost last in all major categories like infant mortality, life expectancy, heart and lung disease rates, and teen pregnancies. In other words, we pay the most and get the least. Our healthcare is so expensive that 25% of senior citizens end up declaring bankruptcy because they can't afford their medical expenses. Statistically speaking, that means that one out of your four grandparents will go bankrupt trying to stay alive in this country. Researchers estimate that if the US healthcare system performed as well as the systems in Australia, Japan, or France, we would have 100,000 fewer deaths in the US every year. Now, we could compare countries all day, but I want to focus on the most damaging part of the system, which is the way that insurance companies operate. Because medical insurance is a for-profit industry, insurance companies are going to do everything in their power to avoid paying for your health care. Their main motivation is higher profits, not your well-being. 
Now, what's interesting is that rejecting claims is kind of a clumsy way to increase profits. The easiest way for insurers to increase profits is to simply not insure the people who need insurance the most. Other countries have already solved this problem in really interesting ways. In Switzerland, for example, insurance companies have to redirect any profits they make towards reducing premiums for their customers. In Germany, health insurance companies are nonprofit organizations to begin with, and if they happen to turn a profit, the money has to get rolled over and applied towards providing services for the next year. In many European countries, for-profit insurance companies make money not from covering basic care, but by upselling customers on supplemental coverage like eyeglasses, dental care, and luxurious hospital arrangements. The bottom line is that in the U.S., for-profit healthcare incentivizes less care. It bankrupts people who need care the most, and it puts the U.S. at the bottom of the pack compared to every other industrialized nation. So what can you do? It's obviously a complicated problem, and there's no perfect solution. But currently, the only major major proposal that addresses the main flaws in this system is Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All plan, which would have three major consequences. Number one, it would reduce administrative costs, which will immediately make healthcare less expensive. Two, it would reduce the role of for-profit health insurance in our system, which means no more bankruptcy filings for your grandma or GoFundMe campaigns for your sick nephew. And third, it would guarantee healthcare as a right to all Americans, which means more healthy and productive citizens contributing to our economy. If we're going to continue to spend the most, then let's actually make our system the best that it can be. Peace. I've been called an oxymoron Because I question which drugs are wars on Why are there more drug stores than liquor stores you can score on? The healers have become the harmers They're just pharmaceutical farmers what we used to call dealers, we now call doctors. I might be a seedy cynic, cause that crack house is now a clinic. It's time they change the name of the yell to the hypocritic or the parasitic.
Oxymoronic should be used as directed. You should call your doctor if you experience pubic hair growth on your face or neck. In rare cases, Oxymoronic has been known to cause patients to regain unconsciousness, take both sides of an argument, and polygamy. Other side effects may include a sexual attraction to windows, eyeball growth, trash can envy, tongue expansion, considering yourself the most interesting person in the room, spinal retraction, subtle driving, a frowny smile, pigeon coupon collecting, and playing basketball. In more severe cases, some patients have experienced sharding as a daily ritual, obsession with average results, liking people you never did before, clown fighting, and growth of extra holes. Ask your doctor about Oxymoronic today. I think an ad is coming! No, no ad is coming. You're listening to People's Radio, WOZO 103.9. That was NOFX, Oxymoronic, and what a beautiful song. And then that just occurred to me... my music collection and i was like oh wait a second uh there is another whole genre of hip-hop based on hospitals and doctors it's gonna be very appropriate and i'm gonna get to that so where did i leave you last time dear listener we talked about lisa edwards and the medical industrial complex's responsibility and complicity and eager i mean it wasn't there was a ramp there waiting for Lisa Edwards, and it was a greased ramp, but it wasn't one for a wheelchair. It was one to kick her to the cops and for her to go to the streets. And that's the one thing is the practice of this, the handoff. This wasn't these cops' first rodeo come into the hospital. And I actually spoke to an attorney about this, and he said, I asked him, I said, hey, man, did you see the video? He says, well, Lord Fader, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've seen hundreds of these I've, I've seen so many crime videos and I watched about two minutes of it and I turned it off and because I knew what's going to happen afterwards. And I was like, what? He goes, well, she's going to have some medical condition, a broken leg, something heart, heart, insulin reaction, shock, epileptic seizures. The cops behaved horribly to that her and they hauled her off to jail. How am I doing? And he was dead on. This is this is practice. We're just seeing, and I think too. I mean, with the police abuse and hospital abuse, which is often hidden a lot better, the the people. There's also the temptation of think, oh man, it's it's just gotten bad lately. It's just this is really bad right now. And I think what we need to realize is, no, it's always been like this. The cops. This we're just seeing windows. The thing is, they're just more video cams now. But it's always been like this. Maybe brief burst of bad, but it's pretty much always been like this. And I invite you to look at the footage of the police abuses of citizens, the use of dogs on citizens. And just because it's dispersed doesn't mean there's not a political aspect to it. I mean, then it was against nonviolent protesters, but she was nonviolent. I'm starting to fail to see the distinction when they use dogs on that period and now. There's always been brutal violence because really the tool the police have been using our society as a a morality police. They're all, I was strict when um, Amasir Anami in Iraq was, uh, they had what was called the morality police. And that's what went after her. And all police are morality police. The cops that we have today are enforcing ancient, old, archaic morality codified in the law that literally still uses feudal Latin terms. The morality of people of questioned ethics from the 17th century, 18th century, the 19th century. We've accreted this codified morality, which is our legal system, over hundreds of years, passed by people that were in super committees, which they got there by seniority. So when these laws were passed, 
they were outdated. And I think a good example right now is the attack on the trans and lesbian and gay and the that community uh, represented by the bill that was just passed. But that's that's for my next hour. We're going to address that aspect as well. But anyway, I mean, the thing is, from that person, it's like not there's a hundred thousand Lisa Edwards out there. A hundred thousand people who have died. We heard from the last speaker that I played. Why is that's on YouTube, by the way? Why is um, healthcare should be not for profit? And talking about yeah, there's statistics that show we probably have a hundred thousand citizens that still be walking the planet if this had been a if this was a radically reformed system or resembled what Germany has done, what Switzerland has done, what all these other countries have done. And the it's citizens shouldn't be afraid of the hospital. The poor, I mean, the message that got sent to the poor in Knoxville is a message they'd already heard. If you're poor in Knoxville and homeless or in any condition, you know the hospital is not your friend, even though you're forced to go there because you lack the basic safety valves. And the hospitals in this country should be the first friend, shelter, savior, safe space for the most vulnerable in our society. The wealthy should not benefit. I mean, if Lisa Edwards had been wealthy, powerful, walked in and been like been able to go to a, a different hospital, choice in itself is at play here. But she did go to a different hospital. She did go to a different hospital. Her, her great sin was that she was handicapped. And she also had had a stroke, which if you've met someone who's had a serious stroke recently, you'll know what that means. And it's the same pattern when, the, when it's capitalism, it's the oligarchs, it's an old song in democracy of the wealthy and the 1% hijacking all the democratic institutions until finally the people get so miserable they have to strike back. And I think it's doubly important in Lisa Edwards' case that we realize a pox on both their houses. The police behaved horrendously. And we don't even have leadership in this. I mean, it's like 100% of people that see that video and post all the comments are all horrified. That's pretty much consensus of the Knox community, period. I can say that with, you know, because I've been to these other rallies and everything from all the comments on TikTok, everywhere in the world, social media, here in Knoxville, everyone see of decency, basic decency are horrified by what happened to Lisa Edwards. And our mayor is just backtracking and not stepping up. She wasn't at the protest. None of our so-called community leaders were there. And what that makes me realize, maybe it's just a burnout anarchist in me, is we're all going to have to be leaders. And to change this state of affairs, we're going to have to experiment. We need to be leaders, which means stepping up, organizing things. And we need as a community, and here's the hard pill, we need to be willing to fail to try again and again and again. We need everybody to try something because we're diverse until somebody finds something that works and sparks real change. That's how we're gonna get real change in the society. If we're all basically willing to be mad scientists in our own little organizing laboratories, and no matter how small, you never know what's gonna spark change. You never know. It always comes out of left field. It's often unexpected, and that's what we're gonna have to do. Otherwise, we're just tourists. We're just going to be accepting it, and it's going to get worse. It will get worse unless it's addressed. And we're just all going to have to be mad organizing scientists in our basement and trying and willing to fail, willing to fail a hundred times if it means you learn or bring a new tactic to the table. 
And if you're upset about the police and military industrial complex, the damage to happening to our environment, all the symptoms of the disease, it is the oligarchs hijacking our democracy, that's the route. You're going to have to be a leader. I hate to say it, but that's just the truth. Anyway, this is the People's Radio, WOZO. I'm dedicating the first hour of my show is to Lisa Edwards and her family. And as a you know, apparently my Uncle Buford once told me that my family's been in this town for at least five. He said I was number six in terms of generations that we'd had the first general store here. But he sold used cars. Interestingly enough, I was born in Fort Sanders Regional Health Hospital. So was my dad, I think, and probably my brother. And the and I just from that basis, what what it may be. I want to apologize to the family of Lisa Edwards. I'm sorry that we have let our hospital industrial complex and our and our public servants get to the point where they show such contempt towards citizens, especially in this context. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry you had to experience that. But I want to, to everybody that's had to experience that. It wasn't just Lisa Edwards. They just got that one on camera. Anywho, you're listening to People's Radio, more other people, less me. I really like that NOFX, NOFX song, um, Oxymoronic. That is going to get in rotation, I hope. Any DJs that are listening. Oh, by the way, uh, all DJs this Sunday is our 5 o'clock at the Birdhouse DJ meeting. DJ meeting, our monthly meeting, whether we need to have it or not, will be, don't forget, 5 o'clock Sunday, uh, BYO food and other non-alcoholic beverages. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'll play somebody I was about to say smarter than me, but then suddenly I'm like, oh, wait, that's real easy. This is obsessed. It's about a chart. I cannot tell you how obsessed I am with this chart. It shows exactly what is wrong with America's conversation about healthcare. Uh, on one level, you've seen this chart before. It shows healthcare spending as a share of the economy of, of a bunch of countries. There's Germany and France and Japan and Canada and oh, there's America. But now I wanna add something you haven't seen to this chart. This is how much of that spending in each country is private and how much is public. Here's what's amazing. America's government spending on healthcare, on programs like Medicaid and Medicare and the VA, our versions of socialized medicine, it's about the same size as these other countries. These countries where the government runs the whole healthcare system. And then there's our private spending. It's the private insurance system that makes healthcare in America so expensive. Conventional wisdom says the government is more expensive than the private sector. It, it can't say no, it's corrupt, it's inefficient, it's slow. You want something done right, you give it to the private sector. That is what we hear in America all the time. And yet here we are with the biggest private sector spending the most. Why is a free market so bad at controlling the cost of healthcare in the United States? If you look at the data on physician visits and hospital discharges, you can get rid of one theory. Americans don't consume more healthcare than people in these other countries. We don't go to the doctor more than the Germans or the Japanese. In fact, we go to the doctor less. The difference between us and them is that we pay more. Every time we go to the doctor for everything from an angioplasty to a hip replacement, from a C-section to a pain reliever, in America, the price for the same procedure at the same hospital, it varies enormously depending on who is footing the bill. The price for someone with public insurance like Medicare or Medicaid is often the lowest price. These groups, they cover so many people that the government can demand lower prices from hospitals and doctors and they get those lower prices. If the doctors and hospitals say no, they lose a ton of business. They lose all those people on Medicare, all those people on Medicaid. 
But there are hundreds of private insurance companies, and they each cover far fewer people than a Medicare or a Medicaid. And each one has to negotiate prices with hospitals and doctors on their own. And if you're uninsured, you have even less leverage. Nobody is negotiating on your behalf. So you end up paying the highest price. One study found that most hospitals charge uninsured patients four times as much as Medicare patients for an ER visit. Other countries, they, they don't have this problem. Instead of every private insurance company negotiating with every healthcare provider, there's just this big list. Country, the central government, they go and they say, if you want to sell to us, to all of our people, then here's what you can charge for a checkup. Here's what you can charge for an MRI or a prescription for Lipitor. And so then whether that bill goes to the heavily regulated private insurance companies in Germany or directly to the government, like in the UK, each country is telling the doctor or hospital or drug company how much that bill will be. And because the government controls access to all of the customers, it's an offer that hospitals and doctors and pharmaceutical companies typically can't refuse. I'm gonna make them an offer you can't refuse. In America, the, the idea is that you'll be a consumer, that you'll do what you do when you go to Best Buy and buy a television. But that just doesn't work in healthcare. It doesn't work in healthcare because you often come and get healthcare when you're unconscious in an ambulance, when you're scared, when it's for your spouse or your child. It is a time when you have the least bargaining power you are not usually capable of saying no. You're not knowledgeable enough to do it, you're not comfortable doing it, or you're not conscious enough to do it. That's why in other countries, the government is a person who can say no for you, who can say no, that's too expensive, you're gonna have to lower your price because they do have that power. A new push for single-payer healthcare right here in the U.S. California and others are saying maybe we should adopt the European model. If we decided to create a single-payer system with one of these huge prices in the U.S., there'd be nothing to stop lobbying from hospitals, from doctors, from drug companies, and those prices would get influenced. So we could end up with a single-payer system that is expensive, even as expensive as our current system. It all depends on how much you negotiate down the prices. And now in America, these groups have so much power because they are so rich that it's really hard to get them to bring down the prices. This is the irony of American healthcare. It's so expensive that it's become hard to make it cheaper. All that money they make, that becomes political power. And years and years and years of overpaying, those are huge industries now. And they have a lot of influence in Congress. Under a single-payer system, if we did drive prices down, doctors and hospitals, they would be paid less than they are right now. That might mean some of them close, or some go out of business, or some move. It would be really painful. One person's waste is another person's essential service, or local hospital, or their income. But then, single-payer, it's not an all-or-nothing choice. For instance, there's a really interesting section of Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill, where he lays out this interim plan. It's a plan he wants while he's setting up his new single-payer system. And in that plan, he expands Medicare to cover vision and dental, and he opens it to nearly everyone, not just people 65 and older. All kids go on Medicare automatically, and most adults can buy in. That plan, on its own, it wouldn't get American healthcare spending far down overnight, but it would at least begin to recognize what we already know, and what most other countries already do. That healthcare is one of those things the government can do cheaper and better than the private sector. All right, you're listening to WOZO 103.9 LPFM. This is Krusty, the Anarcho DJ, Lord Fader, and um, just going through the military. I'm sorry, I was going to say the military-industrial complex. We're talking about the health-industrial complex, the pharmaceutical-industrial complex, all of its tentacles, which have been hijacked by the wealthy and the powerful. It's been turned into their profit puppet. 
the health of our citizens, the care of our citizens, of our most vulnerable, sick, old. And that statistic shocked me. One out of four people when they're old are going to declare medical bankruptcy. I have friends who told me their, their plan, their hospice plan, if they get a fatal illness, is to swallow a fistful of pills. I mean, people upper middle class that are my do are actually doing pretty well. That's actually a common theme, especially among the men. And when I, we talk about it, what they say is, I'm not going to drag my family down. I'm not going to let my last bit, last act in this life uh, to be wiping out all my resources, everything I can hand off to my family to finance the health industry. That's the, a real plan for people out there. And that's just shocking. And not just poor people, but for people who are in the middle class. And we read constantly of folks. It's now that, I mean, A, the shock of people having to do online fundraising to deal with their medical bills, but then also getting divorces. Folks are getting divorced in this country when they're older. And it's, it's not just a one-off thing, but to protect their assets, their spouse's assets when they get sick. People who've been long-term relationships, people on my Facebook page, friend, the people that are friends on my Facebook, I've seen it's popped up. Well, my parents, after a 40-year marriage, just got divorced because he's gotten sick and they want to protect the assets there. Also, there's a whole thing about irrevocable trust. People putting their assets into irrevocable trust, not revocable trust, there's a distinction there to protect their assets in the event they get sick and suddenly the hospital's coming after them for everything. And it's just, in a democracy, that should be impossible. That should be criminal behavior. That should be something that shocks everyone's conscience. But we're so indoctrinated into, you know, working hard and, you know, basically kicking up to the, uh, to the man in this glorified mafia scheme which is you know, our, what our democracy has become. And by the way, capitalism is nowhere mentioned in the Constitution and is not a – you don't have – capitalism and democracy have nothing to do with one another. In fact, you saw in some of the fascist countries where capitalism run amok, like under Mussolini in Italy, you saw capitalism joining the state, becoming one and the same. And in the older dictionaries, that was actually the definition of fascism. The combination of the state power and private, the 1%. Here they try to hide it a little bit. But Lisa Edwards was a victim of that, of both the police state and the hospitals. Both have been hijacked. Both are used as tools for the wealthy and the powerful. And of course, Bernie Sanders has been on the front line of all this. So I'm going to sign, I want to do, before we go into our um, halftime, so to speak, don't forget that there is a silent vigil for Lisa Edwards on the sidewalk. Please come in your Sunday best. It'll be at the Fort Sanders Hospital. And the, the block is 1815 Laurel Avenue. But if you go up the block and turn left, right there on the opposite corner, there's a little um, sign that says Fort Sanders Hospital. And we wanted to be sure it's a silent protest because everybody realizes that if the hospital had behaved well, She'd be, she'd be one of the patients in a bed and potentially receiving her family and loved ones instead of being tossed out into the streets. And we don't want to disrupt or block 
any of the activities. We have an absolute right to be there and witness where this happened on public sidewalks. But we're asking for people to, A, if you can, come in your Sunday best. But also, we what the reason we're going around the corner is on that corner, it's just a parking garage. And our noise won't disturb anything. But we're going to stand there for 20 minutes where it happened and witness it and remember it and sear it into our memories. Also, shirts are being made. So do y'all please come. If just for to if all we do is do this just to memorialize, but we don't want to let the hospital off the hook. We see what the role they played in this, and that's our experiment. Anyway, this is the People's Radio WOZO 103.9 LPFM. We're gonna sign out. Ah, Bernie Sanders actually has 23 minutes where he wants to talk about the pharmaceutical industry and outrageous corporate greed. Um, maybe I'll circle back to that at the end of my show. I'm going to go back to both. I want to play the Public Enemy song one more time. Nine One One is a joke, and then I will come back, announce the programming, and then we've got a different subject matter to play, talk about, which is this bill that uh, Governor Bill Lee is, uh, I believe, signed for the state of Tennessee. I think it'll become a law in June. It depends. I think June is like the typical flip over date, but sometimes they put in it, no, this becomes effective immediately, like the abortion triggers. We're going to talk about that. Anyway, this is 911 is a joke. Uh, this whole hour was about Lisa Edwards and Fort Sanders Regional Hospital tossing her to the streets in a well oiled machine into the loving hands of the Knoxville Police Department, who then laughed, mocked, and ridiculed her as she died on the streets. People's Radio.
this shit let you know your life's controlled by who the ruler It's murderous, medical, supervision Had my baby boy, couldn't get a circumcision You ain't got insurance that be costing G's They be acting hands off like you got a disease Hey man, I got a disease Damn, what you kick? It's called broke with no motherfucking respect And it's a STD, but you ain't never gonna nut Cause it come from a long legacy of getting I'm fixed to make it happen on the phone Shut up, EJ, get your mind hook it up Shut this is E, put on your kickers And hop on the bus, we need Medicare stickers I ain't gon' let them with your breathing apparatus Please don't let them with my breathing apparatus I ain't gon' let them with your breathing apparatus Please don't let them with my breathing apparatus Trying to live like the Huxtable, comfortable But my bank account ain't functional and now another thing that's disturbing me How the fuzz can put you in the infirmary See I'm a communist, I tell your mama the truth And now they wanna assassinate me like they John Wilkes Booth But I'm recognized firm cause your brain is the maternity Conception through your ear, now my game lasts through eternity We don't want 
quicker. The doctors settle up and call a flea thicker. Reason why I say that cause they flick you up like fleas. They be laughing at you while you're crawling on your knees. Or do the stream, so don't a limp. Thinking you are first when you really are dim. You better wake up and smell a real flavor. Cause 911 is a fake lifesaver. So get up and get, get, get down. 911 is joking, yo, down. Get up and get, get, get down. Late 911, where's the late ground? Get up and get, get, get down. 911 is joking, yo, down. Get up and get, get, get down. Late 911, where's the late ground? Closing out the hour in remembrance of Lisa Edwards, 911 is a joke. Hey, Doc, it really hurts when I do this. Then stop doing that. That's it? Mm-hmm. I waited four hours for this. Yeah. That'll be $3,000. Wozo's Mystic Mountain Show. Mountain Wozo's Show. Wozo's Mystic Mountain Show. Mountain Show. Bunny and Cheese Reggae Sound. With your host, the Snowbird and the Digital Juggler. Digital Juggler. Digital Juggler. Mondays, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Mondays, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. On WOZOLP, Knoxville, PPP People's Radio Station. Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We want to be free. We want to be free to not be hassled by the man. And we want to get loaded. Yeah! And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Yeah! We're going to have a good time. Strip tease. We're going to have a good time. Burlesque. We're going to have a good time. Drag shows. We're going to have a good time. We're a solo vocalist with a pianist, as well as other venues which offer entertainment. We're often advertised as cabarets. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say, I trust science and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, you'll get the vaccine. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, it's called taking care of them. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again, please. <laughs>